Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. Beautiful day here in the sunny confines of Edmonton, Canada. It's starting to get close to below zero task already. Are, are you enjoying the weather where you're at? I'm sure it's very, very cold. Yeah, we're probably looking at about 80 plus degrees difference. <sighs> Folks... I have dreams in crypto, and one of my dreams is to relocate to a warmer climate. So let's go hive pumps. Pump those bags. Speaking of pump, did you enjoy the hive pump this week? Yeah, and I'm actually enjoying the dump because I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I flipped out. I had some liquid hive, and I flipped out of it, and... Uh, Got into HBD, and so now Hive is around twenty-five cents down from where I sold it on average. I I did it through the internal markets. Right. Uh, I don't have an account that I could swap it to, so um, I uh, I'm looking at uh, if we get back into that seventy cent range again, then I'll have gotten myself about eight hundred to a thousand extra Hive just by playing the little pump game. Very nice. Very, very nice. Um, I, I, I have to admit something. Uh, when I saw the price go to a, a buck fifty, I had some liquid hive in Hive Engine, and um, I took some out. Um, I've never powered down, and I never will. Uh, but when it went to a buck fifty, I was like, it, it's, it's a pump, so it's mm -hmm. going to go down. Take some profits. Just take a few. Enjoy it. Go buy your wife something nice. Have fun. Or just sit, sit on it like I'm doing it, then buy the high back at half the price, which you're yeah. already – well, you're not quite half yet. Yeah, as I said, I did it on the internal market. And I think the, the highest trade there was only about a buck twenty. Obviously, the internal market and, and the external exchanges are different. But right. – I don't usually play these trading games, but when I saw the volume uh, coming out from, from up it, it was like, okay, the Koreans are playing again, so might as well partake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, you know, it, it was fun. It, it, it was fun, but um, like you said, it was going. It, it's going down again, so it is what it is. Um, it's crypto. Don't, don't stress out too much about the price of it, and you'll enjoy the ride. No, not nothing's marginally changed from the last time we talked. Uh, I, you know, I, I guess this happened. What was it, Tuesday night or Wednesday night? I forget. But uh, I mean, you know, the 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 Speak Network. By the way, they will be on Tuesday mm -hmm. on the show. Uh, they're still plugging ahead, and Leo Finance still plugging ahead, and the core developers are still plugging ahead, putting together the stuff for the next hard fork. So. Uh, you know, Splinterlands is still signing up new users. And uh, I mean, we're just, we got Exode in a few weeks. He's still developing. So uh, nothing really has changed. And uh, you get these little antics once in a while with pumps and dumps. But if you trade it, it's a good opportunity. If not, maybe it'll get us a little bit of publicity. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, we're, we're, you and I are believers in the underlying development that's taking place is what's going to bring us forward. And, you know, that hasn't changed because the price of Hive has gone back after a, a pump. Yeah. Yeah, I, I made that post this week um, that got a lot of love on Hive. And it was just I, – I, D. Millie's, uh, a guy on Hive – shared this thing on Facebook, and it's funny because every time Facebook goes down or there's issues with Facebook, you see the Hivians or the Hivers or whatever the heck we're called. I still <laughs> figured that out. 
we all congregate to traditional social media to let people know, hey, there's a better option. So he shared this little infographic and it talked about Web3 and how social media is going to be on the blockchain. And I decided to go through every single point and check it off. Like Hive does this, Hive does this, Hive does this, Hive. Does this. And it was mind blowing to me that the, the buzzword is 3.0, right? That's that's what everyone wants to uh, throw, uh, you know, around there as the buzz term. Hey, let's let's get on Web 3.0. But Hive is like living and breathing this stuff right now. Uh, so it, it's, you know, I, I mean, I know the grass always looks greener on the other side, but I think it's I think it's pretty good here, man. I don't know about you, but yeah. Well, I wrote a post this morning that looked at the blockchain and said, who's really going to take over blockchain? Who's really going to take over decentralized social media? Who can? Yeah. You know, who can scale? I mean, people aren't going to want to use, I mean, people t pay transaction fees in DeFi and financial matters, but they're not even going to want to pay BSC fees on social media to upvote, right. and they're certainly not going to want to do it in gaming. Yeah. Um, there aren't a lot of options out there that provide the flexibility and the scaling and the feelessness that Hive does. So, mm. you know, right now we're just at the point we need the, applications and the features and the functionality to be brought out. That's what we're missing. The, the core, I think we have done a good job with and work still is being done. Right. But, you know, we need the speak network to roll out. We need the expansion of video to roll out. We need we need Project Blank to roll out. And then you have a fair portion in addition to the blogging. You got micro blogging. You have video. I think we're sitting pretty then. Uh, we have the medium style stuff covered. Uh, yeah, we'll be missing the Facebook, uh, Instagram type deal. But there's, you know, discussions and other things with that. And, you know, if there's a deal with Telos, maybe, uh, maybe what, what the hell was that project? Uh, the Instagram type project. Apex. Oh, Apex. Yeah. Apex, yeah. maybe they... They return who the hell knows. So all's we can do and and gaming is gonna be big. I, I think gaming's the path to mass adoption anyway. So yeah. for cryptocurrency and Splinterlands is a good start, but absolutely we, we can't rest on our laurels there. Absolutely. So um let's dive into everyone's questions from last week or this week, not last week. Um and we, we got some really good questions. So um We'll dive in. If you are good with that, man, ready to tackle the community, the the maniacs. Hey, you're they, the you're the brains of this operation. So no, I'm, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, man. So oh, I, I certainly don't know what the heck you're doing. So I just sit here and answer questions. And you know, you said why isn't it working? Hell, yeah. find out. Yeah, yeah. So are if we on uh, by the way or not, I don't even know if we're on them. No, we're not on Vim. I don't know what's oh. going on. It's not working oh, okay. at all. So I'm. We're actually streaming on um, Twitter, which sucks now because you can't like. Yeah, interact. they can't chat. So we're on Twitter, but we're also we're on we're on Twitch. Uh, so I got my Twitch account loaded up at Johnny Coin, uh, J O N N Y C O I N. Uh, I'm streaming there right now. So if you guys wanted to chat with us directly, interact, go to go to the Twitch account. I don't know why Vim's not working. It. I've set it up twice and it is what it is, but the show must go on yes. speaking. Yes. Right. So uh, here we go. This is the, uh, let me uh, get rid of a few things here to make it look a little bit more professional. Uh, this is where we, uh, we, we ask the questions on, on CTP chat on the CTP talk front end. Uh, and uh, you know, it was, it was a good, really good turnout for, for the questions. So let's uh, let's dive right in. We'll go one by one. Uh, and uh, tackle these questions. So here we go. David Armstrong says, there's a lot of utility tokens for Ethereum like Balancer, TechEye, FET, Rally, Fly, just to name a few. Are these similar to second layer to tokens on the Hive platform? Why is Ethereum so popular for developers compared to the Hive platform? Very good question. <laughs> well, you want to get paid, you go develop on Ethereum. If you want something that's actually used, you don't develop on Ethereum. 
I mean, I, I think that's the case. The money's on Ethereum. It's huge. Uh, so I, I think developers go in and they get funded. But at the end of the day, I mean, what is the utility of any of that going on with a 50 or 75 or $100 transaction fee? Um, yeah. I mean, if you're involved in some type of financial situation, DeFi, Okay, you can go to Ethereum. You know, you'll get you potentially can get a, a, a ton of TVL. You can get a lot of people involved. You're going to get you're going to grow by leaps and bounds if you get something popular. Because, I mean, at seventy five bucks, you better be dealing with ten thousand uh, dollars, you know, or fifteen thousand dollars. You're not going to go in and say, okay, I'm going to move one hundred and ten dollars worth of of tokens over here because you're you're going to spend potentially that much in in transaction fees um so you know what we have on hive right now is limited don't forget we we are still very limited on hive to the smart contract capability a few smart contracts are rolled out on hive engine but not nearly enough so what we need is we need a couple smart contract platforms that Developers can spin stuff up. Developers can um, start to really program smart contracts and throw them up there so other people can take them and expand them on them and, 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 and grow uh, the smart contract offering. Once we have that, which Speak Network's going to do, when we had Block Trades on here, he talked about his vision with that. And if we get those couple things rolling out over the next three to four months, uh, then you have a, a lot of options for developers. But uh, right now, there's just not the, the options here for developers. You you look at Ethereum, there's a bazillion smart contracts out there that you can, you can utilize. I mean, you better know solidity, but, uh, you know, that's, that's just how it goes. So uh, hopefully we'll be discussing this a little more on... Uh, Tuesday show with the the speak guys when they're on and maybe they'll give us some insight as to where that's going. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And just like you said, if you want to get paid, that's where all the money is, right? I mean, that's that's the darling of of the trading platforms, that's the darling of of all the big exchanges. They love them some ERC20 and some um Ethereum stuff. But yeah, and the VC capital I mean, you, exactly. yeah. you know, can you imagine trying to get VC capital and say, oh, we're building on Hive? Yeah. They'll laugh yeah. at you. Yeah. What's Hive? Yeah, exactly. It's coming, though. Definitely. Thank you for the comments. Sir. And just to let everyone know, um, I'm going to send everyone some some Hive tips for asking questions. Uh, I forgot to get to it, but as soon as the show's over, I will get you guys some Hive tips. Uh, and uh, I didn't reply to everyone here, but I will reply to you guys live here. So. Next up is uh, Chris MBA 2020 says, when I try to explain Hive to people, I say that it is a great platform because you make crypto by posting and engaging. When they push for more details, I find that I'm at a loss. When I post an article on Peak D, where does the Hive come from? I know people upvote your comment content and depending on the percentage of their upvote, yes, you, you, you get those tokens. How are these tokens generated? Where do they come from? This might be a basic question, but for the life of me, I have no clue. How is high generated? Oh, it comes from the inflation rate, just like how Bitcoin is uh, generated from the inflation rate. Uh, they use the mining process. We don't use the mining process for distribution. We use uh, the proof of brain process, which is... Uh, distribution is determined by the votes of the stakeholders. Mm -hmm. But right now, the high uh, inflation rate is like 7.5% or something like that. So each week, there's a, a high pool that's distributed on a daily basis. And it's the, the inflation rate is distributed to different areas. Uh, part of it goes to the witnesses for, for running the blockchain. Uh, you know, part of it goes to the authors for their posts. Part of it goes to the curators for curating content. Uh, there's somewhere else that it goes. I forget right now. Uh, the DAO. Isn't it the DAO? Or no? Is it the DAO? Anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it, it, 
it comes from the inflation rate. So now the next question people often ask is, how does that have value? Well, the value is dependent on the network effect and the more stuff that takes place on the chain, the more valuable it is. Just like Facebook is a lot more valuable today with, you know, 1.8 or 2 billion users than when it had 100 million users. Uh, Twitter at 340 monthly users is a lot more valuable than when they had 30 million users. Mm. And so what what takes place on Hive is is what gives it the value. Now, to answer the question about explaining it, it's so complex, it's a waste of time. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, what I would do is I would do uh, what was just done talk about peak D, talk about CTP, talk about, go to a specific application, talk about the application, the game, talk about splinter lands, talk about whatever. Don't talk about the base layer. You'll confuse the crap out of people. If you right. talk to somebody likes blogging and it's general blogging, tell, tell them about peak D. If, if they're interested in finance or crypto, tell them about Le, uh, Leo finance. If they're into, right. you know, uh, math or technology or engineering or scientists, tell them about STEM geeks and right. direct them to those specific applications. And then they can understand, hey, you post your content here, you get rewarded, you get you, you interact with people in this community. And then over time, they can learn about the other stuff. That yeah. That's my view of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's that's a, a really big problem that we have marketing Hive is that we're still trying to promote Hive. And it's very confusing. Um, it, it, it's better to go apps. And that's something we've, you know, waved the flag about for, for months now. Uh, you know, you know <laughs> Splinterlands did not become Splinterlands by saying it was on the Hive blockchain. Splinterlands no. became Splinterlands because it focused on its app and its community. It, and it that focused is, on Splinterlands. Right. And same with same with Leo. Like Leo is another example, you know, and it's it uses the technology. It's in the background. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. But that's not the selling point. And I think that when you attract people to the different applications on the blockchain, that's a much better way to present it than trying to confuse someone and say, did you know about our inflation rate? <laughs> you know, like it's, it's like, well, when, when, when you read Wall Street Journal or New York Times or CNN or, you know, John G. Olson blog. Which is an amazing you, blog. Do, do you know or even care if it's a WordPress blog, if it's a WordPress site, if it's not a WordPress right. site? Uh, who cares? Do you care that when you flip on Netflix, it's on AWS? Uh, would you care if it was on Apple's cloud or Google's cloud? As long as it worked, you wouldn't care. And it's kind of the same thing with this. I mean, Splinterlands focused on Splinterlands. It's on Hive. But... Those most of those people playing on Splinterlands could care less where it is. They right. they could care less actually what's going to the blockchain. They yeah. only care about their battles and their cards. And you know, okay, they they understand Hive to the extent. Okay, I got this wallet and I use this Hive Hive crap to, to log in. But outside of that, they don't give a crap. And right. that's fine. And that's why Splinterlands is growing because it's like, okay, here's a game. You sign up for this thing called the Hive account. That's your login credentials. Okay, they explain enough with the login credentials. That's all they explain. Now go play. And you mm -hmm. go to your, your wallet and you go in the game and you look in your wallet and there's your deck. You go and you can see your cards through the front end. You know, they don't worry about, you know, okay, you can learn about posting and commenting and upvoting and all that stuff if you want. But here's how you play the game. This is where your cards and your assets are located. The wallet is tied into the, the front end, into the game itself. And so they don't have to go anywhere else. And, oh, by the way, if you want to go swap it, you can go to these external places and swap your deck. You can swap your cards. You can rent out your cards. You can do whatever, both in the game or you can use this thing called Hive Engine to swap your deck. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of the YouTube creators um, 
that talk about Splinterlands do that. It's it's stupid simple. It's like, hey, if you you get your you get your tokens from the game, go to Hive Engine or Tribal Decks and flip them. You know, yeah. stupid simple. Like people in the crypto space generally understand markets. They 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 have an idea of them. So that's very simple, I think, for for people that are into crypto and into gaming. They just get that. But if you start trying to confuse it, I mean, it's just gonna you know. Anyways, and, and you know, to be honest with you, one of the reasons why both of us are so excited about Project Blank is because it doesn't take a lot of explanation. You know, what do I do? Well, have you ever tweeted? Yeah. Okay. Right. It's the same thing. Just just use Project Blank, go to the Project Blank site or download the app. Yes, you need to get, well, from what we understand, you'll be able to tie in your Twitter account or some other account. Just log in and start blanking or start, you know, whatever the term is. And it's stupid simple. Then you can start to go into, well, what are what are these upvotes I keep getting? What are these rewards? What is all that? Okay. Right. Well, then you can explain it. But get them, get them using the app first. Yep. Great point. And thank you for the question, Chris. Appreciate it. Uh, Mr. Rick Estrella is up. Oh, boy. Let's see what he's got this week. Good night to all the members. I'm still new to this world of crypto, but I'm slowly realizing some things... My questions are as follows. Is the big hive jump, will it continue as it was behind a dollar barrier, or will it go back around 60 to 70 cents? Or it how, goes back to 60 or 70 cents. Yeah, yeah. Task, task. I didn't even check. Like, again, this is how much I don't care about, you know, the price. I'm of watching it now. I'm actually paying attention. It's 85 cents. 85 cents. Okay. So it's gone, it's gone down from the from the buck fifty, obviously. But um, yeah, I, uh, you know, if it, if it stabilizes around a dollar, that'd be interesting, but it's it's the markets, man. Who knows? See, this is when I pay attention. If I'm looking to buy, I'm looking right. to buy, yeah. or it's looking to sell. I'm looking mm -hmm. to buy in this instance, so I'll watch it and I'll keep watching it. And each morning I look at it, and you know, okay, it dropped a little bit, but it's not in the range yet. I'll probably start buying if it drops below. 80 cents i'll i'll probably do three different buys yeah. um 80 you know under 80 maybe one around 70 then if it hits 80 again so you know i'll catch it on both sides and uh you know as i said i i'm looking at leveraging this trade for 800 a thousand extra high yeah. uh but long term i don't care and if 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 the price of hive runs without me getting in, it was like one percent of the less than one percent of the hive I hold. Most of the hive is staked and and powered up, and yeah. you know isn't going anywhere. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing um, when you're just worried about accumulating. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, it's easier. All I'm trying easier. to do is get a a few extra tokens for a very little effort there by playing the market. Uh, speaking of um, little tokens that could, uh, he wants to know about the craze for the for the meme coins, I guess, because Shiba went ape this past week. Is this the new Doge? I don't even pay attention because um, I understand network effects, but I still am concerned about fundamentals as it comes into play for development i.e. what's the use case right and so ultimately for for in my view for a token to have value there has to be a reason for people to engage with it and that that to me comes into what's the use case and doge okay it helps have more cubans out there talking well the mavericks you know accept doge yeah well, okay, that's great, and that'll keep it up for a while, but there aren't that many Maverick fans compared to the global population. So how... Is that a shot at the Dallas Mavericks? No, not at all. I mean, it could be Real Madrid. It could be the Montreal Canadiens. It could be the freaking New York Yankees. It's like, you know, okay, well, you're talking about tens of millions of fans on a planet where there's billions of people. Um, so you know, what's the use case? And 
it I always comes back to that because people need a reason to to buy this token and use it. And yeah, the these meme coins are fun, but you know, I don't know long term what what the viability of them is. Yes, they could get tremendous network effect and could get hundreds of millions of people interested, but then again they might not. And the interest could wane if there's no use case. Right. There's I believe there's only one store one one pure store of value without no without a use case, and that's Bitcoin. Bitcoin, yeah. That can hold it. Outside of that, everybody else, you know, and people say Ethereum could be a store of value. Okay, I I could buy that, but they, it better have a use case, which Ethereum does. I mean, there's a lot of crap being built on Ethereum. You and I can't afford to play on it, but a lot of other people can. So uh, that's why we like Hive because the use cases seem to be rolling out, and it's still affordable, right? Even at even around eighty five cents to a buck, it's still you know. So anyway, I, mean, I bought Steam at a dollar thirty. That was my first buying point, and. I bought it as high as two bucks. So same I mean, here, yeah. Because I saw the use case, like I, I, and you know that yeah. that's what was so important. And I know we we beat that dead horse constantly, but for me, because maybe it's just because we're not day traders. Maybe that's it. Because we're not looking for profits. It's funny because I mentioned this on Facebook. Uh, a buddy of mine that I know on Facebook, you know, copy and pasted his Shibu Inu profits this week, and I'm like, bro, like, what's the use case? And he's like, I don't care. He's like, I'm not in it for the tech. I'm in it for the money. And I'm like, okay, fine. But you're going to go up and down with that mentality. Meanwhile, when you have something built on use case, the price goes up, the price goes down. It don't matter because you're still going to use it the next day. Well, so. yeah, that's the difference between investing and trading. I mean, if you're going to trade, you don't care. I mean, he right. he, he could be trading in, in memes. He could be trading in pineapple. He doesn't care. Um, And that's all well and good. And if you can do it successfully, you can make a lot of money. But very few people can trade successfully. Um, With investing, especially in cryptocurrency, it's a lot harder to invest in the stock market because these things aren't well established. But you have to look at the development. You have to have the long-term view. And you have to stay up on it and say, okay, is there still consistent development are we moving ahead um you know on hive you and i believe that that's still there we have people on our show uh, each week who who are doing something and they're building something so um you know we know that that's taking place everybody from block trades to Lindus to the speak network guys to brian of london to um who else have we had that's uh, disregard fiat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these guys are, are all coding stuff. And then you have people like Raymond Speaks, who isn't really coding, although he is is getting some coding done, but he has projects and 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 things that he's he's building, just like you guys at, at CTP, Leo Finance. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that's that's the epitome of where the big gains come from. Um yeah. Yeah, you can try to trade in scalp and and you'll make some some good money, but you're not going to trade in scalp unless you're playing with huge, huge amounts of money. You're not going to do that to tens of millions of dollars. You can you can get involved in Hive and and some of these other projects. And if they take off and people think I'm crazy, but, you know, I don't think in 10 years ago, many of those people in Bitcoin said, you know, by by getting this Bitcoin, I'm going to have, you know, 50 million or 100 million dollars in a decade. Well, guess what? There's a lot of those those geeks out there who understood the technology who now are sitting on wallets that have 50 or 100 million bucks in them. And they're not even they're not even whales (laughs) because, you know, 50 million in Bitcoin. Well, yeah, you know, that's okay, But, you know, some of those wallets have hundreds of millions and into billions yeah it's crazy it's good questions though rick thank you sir appreciate it dev presses up he said uh here's my question what are some of the tokens from hive blockchain worth investing in in context of passive income for holding these tokens so i guess he's saying what are some of our favorite income tokens 
seed, index, bro, uh, LBI, SPI. Um, you know, I mean, did I miss any? I mean, those are the the ones that I I I have in, in concentrate on. Oh, uh, uh, EDS, the Eddie token. I mean, that's right. a great income token. Um, I mean, it's. HBD, yeah, <laughs> put yeah, HBD, HBD in savings now. I mean, it's that's actually what we're doing. Um, to pay for our for our witness server every month, uh, we've decided to take all of the HBD that that the ClickTrack Profit account gets and throw it into the savings account because we're getting ten percent a year on it. So you know, we'll probably get a month free of paying our server bill from the interest alone that we're going to, so you want an income token. There's a great one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and it, it, it's, it's something HBD is getting a lot of attention. So it, it's a block trades put out a, a post his weekly post. And he picked, he threw in a line there at the end of his to-do list. And, I wrote a post about it yesterday talking about uh, HBD and uh, what he's proposing to increase the haircut limit. So yeah. there are, I mean, you got the HBD stabilizer, you got the witnesses who are always looking at the interest. Um, there's a lot of attention being put to HBD to get a stable coin. And right now, 10% with relatively low risk on the token, um, I think is, I mean, can't go wrong yeah. with at least a portion of your income. Yeah, for sure. So when it comes to Hive Engine, um, obviously I'm very biased to index token. Uh, also Bro, uh, Bro and Index. You got SPI, you got LBI, um, EDS, like Tass said. There's also D-Hedge and Archon. Still haven't figured out how those work, and I got lambasted for selling it once, so... I kind of stay away from that. Anytime I get yelled at for buying or selling a token, um, I try to stay away from. Uh, nothing against the token. It's just their community just ripped me one. It was crazy. I just I bought the token, dude. I didn't even sell it. I was buying the token, and I got told that I was an idiot, and I shouldn't have done that. It's like, anyways. So, But then on layer one, I think HBD is fantastic. And it's just a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant project that we have that we have on Hive that's just sitting here for us. So you want to know something with HBD that nobody's talked about yet? Hmm. Who's going to be the first one to build the layer two, incorporating HBD into it with an ROI? You know, you everybody talks hmm. about it and says, "Oh, the 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 they should raise it to fifteen percent or whatever percent, get more attractiveness and 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 get more people wanting HBD. Well, we don't have to have that at the blockchain level. What there's nothing to say that, you know, uh, uh, another platform or another uh, somebody could just build an application and figure out some way. I mean, Leo Finance could, or Cup Finance could put HBD on their platform. Right. And incorporate it in as a stable coin and tie it to Cub if they want it. It's crazy. It's beautiful things, folks. Beautiful things. Thank you for the question, Dev Press. Appreciate it. My1440 uh, put a question up here. Uh, it was a video, but then the question followed. So I'll read this. Uh, so this is the video that they watched five gaming cryptos that could create millionaires. Uh, Hive and Splinterlands are were not even mentioned. How is Splinterlands not even on their radar? He briefly mentions Axie Infinity at the end because he already did a whole video on it. That was the only one he talked about that I'd even heard of. It does reinforce that GameFi and NFTs are getting more well-known. So uh, this apparently is some crypto creator. I forget his name, but I've seen him before. What's his name here? Um, this is how ignorant I am. Max Mayer. Uh, he said the top five NFT games that could create millionaires. Why isn't Splinterlands mentioned? Number one reason, because Splinterlands is on Hive. That's why. I, I guarantee it. If Splinterlands was on Ethereum, if Splinterlands was on Solana, if Splinterlands was on... 
it, you think it's got the most active users now, it would probably have 15 times that. The reason would being, it though, would, would it though? Because the game would be unplayable. That's the true. That's true too. That's I mean, the, you, and you, you'd have a centralized game in terms of your battles because they couldn't couldn't afford to put that on the blockchain. Right. And they tie their tokens. And, and, and okay, DAC could be an ERC twenty, um, and, and SPS now too. But the problem is, what do you do with the NFTs on Ethereum? So every right. time you want to trade a card, it, it costs you seventy five bucks, 60, sixty bucks, seventy bucks. That's, that's I, I a mean, good it, point, man. Like it would be un unplayable. Okay, so you could do the NFTs on maybe some of these other chains. But again, you're still running into 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 cents every time you want to do something with an NFT. Right. I I just think it would be unplayable. So I don't know the video, but I question whether when somebody says these are games going to be made out of uh, make people millionaires, how okay, I understand Axie Infinity because Axie Infinity, you got to play with some big numbers to get involved. Right. Um, so it takes from what I read, like 1200 bucks just to get started in the game. Uh, but even then, if, if, if the transactions get over a hundred bucks, then you better be dropping 2,400, 3,600, 4,800 bucks to get started in that game to mm. make it worthwhile. Uh, you know, they may encounter issues. So, Again, gaming, I think, uh, follows the same. I focused on my article this morning on social media, but I think gaming is the same thing. Without the ability to scale and without the ability to transact in a feeless way, it's going to make it very difficult. Okay, if it costs you five cents to switch out an NFT, you may do that as long as your right. NFTs have are worth a dollar or two dollars or three dollars. But if you have 5,000 NFTs worth 10 cents a piece, you're not going to want to spend 5 cents in transaction fees. So I just always keep coming to that main point that for a lot of this stuff to expand, yes, you need to have something to pay the cost of the network. Everything does that. Facebook does it by, you know, selling your data or the data you create from bouncing around on their mm -hmm. platform, that's how they pay for theirs and, and make a boatload of money. Ethereum pays for it by, you know, charging you per transaction. Hive does it by saying, hey, you need to buy some Hive or somebody needs to buy some Hive, power it up so you have resource credits. And they use the resource credit system. So there's always a pay to play in some way, shape, or form because networks aren't free to run. Right. But from the user perspective, when you're talking about gaming, when you're talking about social media, people are not accustomed to paying to give an upvote. People aren't paying to leave a comment. People aren't paying to, you know, get this skin. I mean, they may pay for the skin, but they're not pay used to paying for the transaction fee. Right. So that has to be incorporated. And who's going to incorporate that? So I don't know what the hell games are, but... I'll give you a little little tangent here. I, I went through an old post by Ivan on tech. Mm. This only is from September of 2020. And he mentioned so decentralized social media. That was the article. And he mentioned Steemit. So no mention of Hive. You know, Ivan on tech is supposedly a guy who talks about cryptocurrency and blockchain all the time and decentralization and all this other shit. And he made no mention of Hive. So, well, why do you fine. think that is, though? Like, what, is is there a, is there underlying like like is it the downvotes? Is it all the drama that this chain has had? Like, is is there well, some Steve, reason I think why Steve, he mentioned Steemit, and that's had that has more crap tied to it than we do, right? Uh, no, I I think it's just the fact that. People don't see it. People, I mean, basically success in this industry is still dependent on where is your market cap. Right. And that gets you the recognition because most people still are looking at this from a financial perspective. I think Splinterlands helps out because as, as we just discussed, people are getting involved in Splinterlands and they could give a crap what the back end is. They like Splinterlands. 
I think, you know, our next major boost, and I keep beating the dead horse till it's even more dead, but Project Blank is going to be vital because that is something that we can approach and say, forget the play to earn, forget the rewards, forget all of that crap. What it is, is are you concerned about having your account closed down? Are you concerned about any of the games social media entities are playing? Do you not like Twitter? Do you, do you not like Jack Dorsey? Are you afraid of being shut down? And there's hundreds of, there's millions, tens of millions of people are in that boat. And I'm not yeah. talking extremists. I'm not talking wackos. I'm not talking anything like that. It's like, are you an Australian? Do you question what the Australian government is doing? If yeah. yes, then use Project Blank because they could potentially influence Twitter to shut you down. Are you questioning what the quote-unquote agenda of science is saying? Whatever it is, do you think, do you have some skepticism? Oh, you're a denier. You could right. be shut down. So all of this, there's tens of millions of people globally who fit into that. And if you have tens of millions of people who just have that concern, not even that it's happened to them, just that concern. And here's a way to back it up. Here's a way to keep yourself safe. Here's a way to control your account. That's a major selling point. That will help put Hive on the roadmap. But they'll still ignore it, but that's okay because all of a sudden you'll have Project Blank surpassing Splinterlands in most monthly users because Splinterlands will keep growing and get to 500,000 and Project Blank will get to 5 million. Because who doesn't use microblogging? It's you got. I mean, to not Splinterlands takes some understanding. You got to be a total idiot not to know how to microblog. Use use I mean, Twitter as a microblog. Yeah, yeah. Take a right, selfie. Right, right, Hashtag. Right, one hundred and fifty <laughs> characters, then hit hit send. Yeah. I mean, how hard is it? Oh, I've screwed it up before. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, but you understood the the concept. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, great, great question though, and, and really, really interesting one too. Uh, that's Lisa from my fourteen forty. Eliana's up. What do you know about Wavio? I just noticed I got staked on Hive Engine, probably some airdrop, and I went to check what it is. And I believe it is not the first time seeing it, but their about section seems to be confusing for me. It's been difficult to find out a question for you guys without repeating them. So hopefully this will not go far away from your expertise since it's the secret, since it's a recent token. Do you know anything about Wavio? I have never. It's, even... it's been a while since I've heard what they're doing. They 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 try to to do real world applications, and I don't know. Uh, oh, you know what it looks like? What was it? It looks like uh, busy. Remember busy on real? Steam. Yeah, busy.org. Exactly uh, what it looked like. Huh. I, I don't know. If I'm thinking about the right thing, Wavio initially was trying to – remember they had that restaurant thing where you could rank restaurants and get paid for that and stuff like that? So Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't heard or seen anything uh, come out by those people. So maybe okay. they've changed their course and they, they are – changing their they just want to be another front end well they always were a front end but they right. were very focused on what i think they were doing but huh. maybe maybe now they just it, it does look it does look exactly like busy though like i crazy. i used to use busy i thought busy yeah. was a nice little application it was very clean yeah. and very easy to use Crazy, huh? There you go. Anyways, so sorry, Eliana, can't yeah, give sorry. you too much more insight. Yeah, don't 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 really know what it is, um, but it's a it's a clean little front end, that's for sure, and very reminiscent of Busy. So, but hey, free airdrop, free tokens, yay! It's always that. Thank you for the question. <clears throat> sorry, we weren't more help, but here. Here we go. We got our last question, and I had to refresh because I uploaded him just now. But Jay Bang is up. He said, I am wondering if the Hive Pump made any changes to your diesel pool liquidity. 
I didn't remove any from my existing liquidity, but I have heard some people got out since they didn't want to lose the tokens due to impermanent loss or dollar value. Um, yeah, to be brutally honest with you, the diesel pools that I'm in, I'm in two. I'm in DEC and Hive, and the other pool I'm in is Pizza and Hive. Whichever token goes up or down, I don't really care. That's, again, the beauty of use case for me. If DEC goes up or Hive goes up, I get more DEC, I get more Hive, cool. If Pizza goes up, Pizza goes down, Hive goes up, Hive goes down, I get more or less of each. And I haven't taken anything out. So the, the impermanent loss depends on the price, and the price is going back down, so it's almost getting back to where it was. I think this is the problem with when you're day trading and you're trying to flip profits. People are so worried about the day-to-day. They're like, oh my gosh, I got to take it out now because I'm going to lose it because of impermanent loss. Just just, just wait. <laughs> like, just, Anyone that's been in a hive pump knows what happens. Upbit has astronomical amounts of volume and then things start leveling off and coming back to normal. <clears throat> We're just getting higher highs now. That's the difference. But we go up to a buck fifty. Like, if anyone thought we were staying at a buck fifty, you've never been in crypto. <laughs> like Yeah, because if you're at a buck fifty, you're either going to two dollars or back to seventy-five cents. <laughs> One yeah. of the two. Because right. you're not gonna stay at a buck fifty. And especially when you're in a chart that goes straight up in one evening for us, which was yeah. a morning over in South Korea. And, you know, that one day in a 24-hour period, they there was a billion and a half dollars worth of hive trade. A billion and a half. So, <clears throat> it's, yeah, it's you figure this one out. It wasn't across the board. It was driven by the Koreans. They do this periodically. And they, they I'm sure they make bank on it i'm trying to make a little bank on it and uh they're playing with much bigger numbers and they're able to maximize it so yeah you know it's just for a quick trade you take it as that but long term look at the development yep and i think that's that's and i, I again and i know that in crypto we need the markets we need the trading that's what drives the, the this entire thing but I do believe that when you look at this, you pull out and you look at big picture, you're not affected by the the pumps, the dumps. You might take advantage of them here and there, but you're not you're not beating your head. Like for me, the quickest thing for me was like, okay, I want, I, okay, it's a buck fifty. I can see it going back down to a dollar. I said, you know, so I took some hive out. I had liquid hive and hive engine. I took it out. I cashed out about a buck thirty-five. You know, I wasn't emotionally attached to either or because <clears throat> to me it was like, okay, I'm I'm never powering down because I believe long term in this, but I I don't I'm not I'm not FOMOing to the point where it's like, oh, this is going to keep going up. I'm not going to sell. It's like, no, that went up to a buck fifty. I'm going to just take a couple profits here. It's you know, it's not. And, and what's interesting if it popped pumped to a buck you might you probably wouldn't have even done anything it's like well yeah. you know well, okay that's, that's it's up exactly 25 it cents or 30 cents from where it was oh cool yeah um, but it almost doubled it's like yeah. okay you know well it's... it doubled and it did it in like an hour and a half so right. yeah and and you just see the the trading volume and up it just going through the roof and it's like 400 500 million in a matter of of an hour and a half it's like okay well they're at it again. So, you know, I, I did the same thing you did. I decided to take advantage of it. But yeah. if you want a lesson in this, go pull up a Bitcoin chart and switch your view to a log scale. And that will give you the overall and, and do a chart like over the past 10 years. And you'll see the dips get evened out on a log scale. And because the appreciation's there. So, you know, then you look at it and you're like, well, and, and the reason why I'm bringing this up, John, is because you just mentioned the pump and dump. 
you know, it, when when Himes at five dollars, who's going to really give a crap that it went from a dollar fifty back down to wherever it goes back down to eighty five, seventy five, sixty five, wherever it goes to? Who's going to care? Nobody. Yeah. You're not going to care. Um, even still, we're at eighty five cents. That's still eight and a half times where we were at our low a year ago, or when, whenever the hell we were at ten cents. So. Yeah. Um, you know, this is crypto. It bounces, it goes up and down. But the more people we have using the blockchain, the more applications we have, the more development we have, the more pieces we put in place, at some point they can't ignore Hive. And mm. I don't care if anybody really from the outside in terms of investors gets involved because I think the SIP and users are just going to suck up so much Hive over the next year that it's not going to matter. Yeah. folks you heard it from the man um let's let's go over the schedule we got because holy moly donut shop we've got a jam-packed show over the next month and a half uh i'm working on a couple of guests too for november uh but it starts off on the 12th with the speak network uh it will be 3 p.m eastern instead of 1 p.m eastern uh, and, uh, so that's, they call me Dan and Matt Starkers talking about speak network, three speak, all the crazy stuff that's going on with them. Then we got on the 19th. That's a logical dude from hive list. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, uh, refresh me on the 26th. Who's, who's that? Is that eco? That's eco eco instant. And He's he has, we believe dream, dream R will yep. be out and among other things he has a, a variety of projects yep and then the next tuesday is elendos is elendos again he supposedly is going to have some development that he said he's rolling out in the month of october that's why he wanted to come back in the beginning of november nice. so we're already up to november 2nd and there's i know of at least one that you've made contact with yep. uh who, I mean, the, the, the closest we have is, what, the ninth? I mean, that's the next yeah. open spot is the ninth. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so a lot of development, a lot of people uh, wanting to talk about what's going on, and this is the exciting thing for, for anybody who's listening to this. And, and this goes back to what we've been saying. Uh, you know, we have these guests on to tell you what's taking place from their perspective, but, you know, to be honest with you, we walked out of September and we didn't have anybody in October. Nobody. Yeah. And here we are not even basically a week into November, October and we're already in November. And that yeah. that's how quickly this fills up because there's just a lot of stuff coming out and people wanting to talk about their project and what's going on. And you know, we, we laugh about the two and the three time appearances, but there's more and more project leaders who, you know, want to want want to get the word out about what they're doing. So, right. yeah, there may there may be a point in time where, honestly, John, we may need to add a third show if we're going to have all these. I, guests. Was, I was just thinking that I was like, maybe we have to like add another show in the week sometime or something, you know? Like, uh, yeah, it, 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 either that or, I mean, we don't want to scrap the Friday or, or the, the question and answer session, but, I mean, we might have to do that because, as you mm -hmm. can imagine, um, you know, we're going to cycle through. I don't know if it'll be before the next hard fork, but at some point, Blog Trades is going to want to come on and, and give us an update of what's going on at, at that level. For sure. uh, you know, Cal is going to be back at some point in time because there's always development going on and, and we're, we're going to want him on to probably badger him when, when Project Blank will be out. But, you know, other than that, uh, I'm just trying to think of who some of the early ones. Oh, uh, Disregard Fiat is now tied in with Speak Network. So he's been doing a lot of developing it'll always be interesting and that's of the people we know uh you know we, we got hit i mean raymond basically hit us all out of left field with this dream art stuff and um now now we have eco coming on because uh he he wants to talk about that which we're, we're happy to have him so yeah. uh 
you know, who knows who's going to bring out something in, in the next week or two. By the way, DM me if, if anybody knows who's behind Decrops. I, I'd like to – We I think we need to get the Decrops people on. Decrops but, and even Rising Star too. I mean, Rising Star is uh, – and I know that the one-up guys want to come up too. So, uh, you know. Well, that's Flowey. We can get Flowey. I mean, that I can oh, yeah. talk to Flowey. You know, then mm -hmm. we got the holidays. Uh, well, we got two holidays in the U.S. We got Thanksgiving and then, uh, of course, the Christmas season. So, uh, you know, that, that, yeah. that we, we're going to need to add a third show, dude. <laughs> the more we talk about it, it does sound. I'm like just it. realizing all of the people that are that we've I've talked to or have mentioned it to me, and it's like, holy moly, donut shop, man. It's, and and uh, quite frankly, we might want to consider that pretty soon because if not, we're going to be like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll put you on the show. With, how's how's the second week in December? Yeah, you right, know, right, and it's yeah, like, yeah. are you kidding me? Can you come in February? That's when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, our waiting list will be longer than than waiting for a, a, a new Tesla. It's like, oh, okay, dude. we'll we'll get you in the second quarter of 2022. How does that sound? How's how's the second week in April? I mean, it, crazy. But it's, that's a good thing. That's that's, that's good. Crazy. That shows us that there's tons of stuff happening on Hive, and people are building, uh, no matter what. And I think that's why we're so attracted to this blockchain, this community, because through hell or high water, this place has, you know, succeeded. Um, and um, it's just it's an awesome experience. I, I was going to get into some some tweets that I saw yesterday that were pretty funny. Um, did you see the uh, the tweet that uh, Dan Larimer put out? That <laughs> nobody knows. It was something nobody like nobody knows, knows the failings of Hive more than him. What, what did what was the exact saying? He said, he said, "I invented Hive. No one knows its failings more than me." And let's just say the Hive community went all in. So it was, uh, it, it's, it's definitely interesting to read. Um, and someone said it best. They said, saying you invented Hive is like saying Apple invented the, uh, or, or, or saying that the, the person that invented the MP3 player invented the iPhone. Like, you know, I, yeah, the DNA is there, man. The DNA is there. Your, your, your DNA is all over this, but saying you invented Hive. Well, did did Satoshi invent Litecoin? Did Satoshi invent uh, BSV? Doge. Doge. <laughs> yeah, Doge. BSV, yeah. I, I yeah. mean, you know, Hive was forked from Steam. Okay, Larimer invented Steam, no doubt about it. Um, a lot of the code base when Dan of Block Trades took over was the same, but from the two shows we had with him. It's obvious him and his team, along with the other developers, have done a hell of a lot of coding to change it. Yeah. So, you know, was was Dan, was Larimer talking about the shortcomings of the code base? Or was he talking about his philosophical approach that failed in terms of a non-smart contract blogging type? blockchain which mm. we have evolved from i mean we are a gaming blockchain now we are moving away from just blogging we have some limited smart contract capability more smart contract capability coming so you know i, I again that was a tweet that was a little bit ambiguous that what was he referring to Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody will deny that, it, you know, without, without Dan hives, not, you, you know, it doesn't exist, but it's the DNA of it. It's not the, 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 the soul of it. You know what I mean? And, and does that he make sense. the same claim about big shares? Does he make the same claim about EOS Two other blockchains that he created, or at least he, he did the coding for that, mm -hmm you could make the case have fallen far short of what they promoted and, and, and the expectation. So 
Now, is that something he knows the failings of all too well? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I don't hold the failings of those to Dan. I don't attribute it to Dan and say, oh, look, you created a blockchain that's a total failure. Um, yeah. I think he's improved and I, uh, with each iteration and he's learned some things. But at some point, it's like, well, you coded it, but people have changed it or didn't change it and made it a success or didn't make it a success. So, right. you know, that comes down to it's like, you know, did he create Telos? Did he create every fork of, of EOS because he he wrote the code for EOS and, and he wrote EOS IO? I don't know because I don't know how much people have written rewritten the code of EOS IO and expanded it. But we both know that block trades at all have done a lot of a lot of changes to the code base on Hive. And mm -hmm. I would surmise that the the code doesn't resemble today the core code what it was 18 months ago yep absolutely there you go another episode of crypto maniacs um hive is a beautiful blockchain and no one can take that from us you guys have a fantastic weekend uh we'll be back on tuesday with speak network they call me dan and matt starkers 3 p.m. Eastern, or you can subscribe to our gorgeous podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and Oriel. We are up there uh, on Oriel as well. So, uh, yeah, look forward to uh, seeing you guys on Tuesday. Hope you have a great weekend. I'm John. That's Task. We'll see you. Toodles. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week.